Mm. Hello everyone, welcome back to Playing Devil's Avocado. Do, 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 do. Mm. <laughs> We're a podcast. Mm. This is episode six. Gosh. Doesn't time fly? Doesn't it? When, you're, having, like when you're not having fun. Mm. <laughs> when you're having no fun at all. There's popcorn sticking to my teeth. Mm. And we'll get to that later. Right. But you know who'll be happy about you eating popcorn? Who? A French doctor that I'm going to talk about in a minute. All right. Because he thinks we should eat, drink, and make Who love. Who am I? Oh, you're Lisa Sinclair. Mm. Oh, I thought it was a joke. No. You're Lisa Sinclair, and I'm Claire Isaac. That's right. Sorry. Continue, eh? Okay. Um, I'm out the French doctor. May we? Well, that's enough for now. We're also going to talk about sleep. There's some mm. 10 sleep hacks that mm. you know where we always talk about sleep. It's very um, important for women of a certain age getting mm. sleep. Also, also rest. Um, there, not, not only should you have proper sleep, but you should have other kinds of rest as well. So we're going to talk about that. Ooh. Talk about the popcorn that's in your teeth, yeah. not specifically the bits in your teeth. Mm-hmm. We will talk about the difference, yeah. Lisa, between brie and camembert. It's fascinating. Isn't it? Mm. All right, let's go. Uh, uh, we can do uh, some Get uh, My uh, Go. Uh, yes, we are, but I'm not going to give away everything oh, that sorry. we're doing. That was right. just the trailer. Does that get your goat? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first up, Lisa, I want to talk about this French doctor. Oh, Who say. is my hero? Oh, bien sûr. He is my absolute freaking hero. Yes. Now, he is not just any old doctor. Like, he's not just some random quack. <laughs> he's a French cancer doctor, right, who has written all these books. Um, he was the head of a well, head of the oncology department at a Parisian hospital by the age of 33. He was going to be the health minister in France, and then he decided not to because he doesn't like politics. He got the CBE, which is the some kind of like Something. OBE thing, yeah. but not quite as good, maybe. <laughs> probably pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. Anyway, and he probably he, got it for saving lives or yeah, something. He's very so lovely, yeah, very lovely. But he has said. That the the risk that we face is of a life without pleasure, a life without enjoyment. And mm. if you force that upon people, you will explode. So what he's doing in his new book, which is called Stop Depriving Yourselves, is saying you need to eat, you need to drink, and you need to have lots of sex. Ooh. And he is saying that you should eat meat, you should drink alcohol, you should eat chips if you want them. Yeah. All in moderation. Yeah. not saying go and eat them every day. Fat women, he's saying, like, women who are worried about the extra three or four kilos are very beautiful. And if you don't have diabetes and you're not ill and you don't have high blood pressure, it doesn't matter if you're three or four kilos I'll over. Tell that to my doctor. Tell, tell that to, to my doctor, doctor. Doctor. Monsieur doctor. Anyway, he's just this amazing man. He says, um, if you're like a nosh up with your mates from time to time, it makes you happy to eat a ham sandwich or a steak, then enjoy it. Well, surely all the social aspect of it is so important, like, as well. Like, who, want, who wants to be a person who won't go to the pub to meet their mates because they're on some health kick? It's, yeah. You know, it's, it's surely it's better for you to have that social interaction and to have that friendship yes. than it is to not drink that glass of wine. He also says he doesn't encourage binge drinking, but that he says alcoholism affects 10% of drinkers. It's an illness and has to be treated. There are people who drink a glass of wine for lunch or a gin and tonic in the evening. Is that alcoholism? I don't think so. No, I don't. Him. Also, he says physical activity is important, but you don't have to go for a run or a workout. Clean the bathroom, do the washing up, lay the table or walk up a flight of stairs. It's just as good. I love this man. I want to marry this man. It's I don't interesting. think it's true, but I want to marry him. Oh, look, it's interesting because unfortunately... 
it's been a bit of a rough start to the year in terms of I know quite a lot of people who have known people who have lost loved yes. ones. Oh, we're not talking about people who are ill, and though. no, but quite a few of those people I'm being told, like you know, it's friends of friends, and they're like, oh yeah, they, you know, the fittest man you'd ever know. Mm. And I'm like, well, he wasn't that fit then, was he? If he, like, being harsh, mm. but if he dropped dead of a heart attack at fifty, you don't know. A lot he's of not that, stuff that is, fit, is he? It's the difference between fitness, maybe, and health. Oh, maybe. I see where you're going you know what I mean? with that. Like if there's an underlying health issue you don't know about, fair enough. Like you might, yes. you still might be able to run a you marathon might be super every day. Fit. But all right, so maybe, so maybe the. Um, the emphasis that people put on fitness should be put on health. Should be put on health, I and that somebody agree. being super fit maybe isn't all that's cracked no. up to be. And it doesn't really matter yeah. if you're a little bit overweight. If you're healthy, yes. it's fine. His name is Professor David Kayat, and I am going to be Claire Kayat pretty soon. Mm. Once my divorce comes through. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right then. <laughs> um, and speaking of divorces, yeah. Sometimes my husband says to me, mm-hmm. "You can't wear white." Oh. You should never wear white. Shouldn't wear white. Why not? Yeah. Not because not of the virginal aspect, yeah. particularly. Yeah. <laughs> but because I get something on it as soon, before I've even left the house. Even if I'm not eating any food, we've Me discussed too. this before. Claire, so messy. Can't eat anything. No. Holding. If I'm not wearing black. Yeah. I will get it on there. Yes. And um, you sent me something. I sent you a, a little funny little column by Bridget Delaney on the Guardian, and it was basically just about how messy she is. Yeah. And I sent it to you and said, this is me. Yeah. And you said, this is me. Oh. Like, what, we're just so messy, aren't we? We drop Some things. Some people are just messy You know, people. clumsy. I find certain times of the month I'm clumsier and messier than others. I talk to myself all the time because I'm always like, pick it up. What is wrong what is with wrong you? wrong with you? Butterfingers. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to be someone who could go around wearing a white pantsuit. Oh. It'd be a disaster. <laughs> Liz Hurley wouldn't drop any no, ketchup, would she? Not down her nice white jeans. No. So I don't think there's anything to say or do about it. I'm just saying we're very messy, aren't we? Look, I think you we're just, a uh, Yeah, or just do what I do, which is have an entirely black or dark mm. navy, or mm. you know, just be careful. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, honestly, I bought. I'm so stupid. <laughs> I bought a black kind of lacy shirt, right? Mm-hmm. And I really liked it because it was black and it was, yeah, and it was sounds and nice. so I bought a cream one. No, oh, no. What happened? Lent on the table. Oh god, and lent on the table. I've got stuff on them. Crap over it. Like, you know, it's mm. like but in black, it doesn't yeah. matter, you just it just comes off and no one sees it. Well, I bought a white really... blazer. Mm. Mm. Took it to the party where I was dressed up as Elaine from Seinfeld. Mm. Seinfeld, did I tell mm. you about that? Oh no, but you did yeah. ask for ideas. Um Put it down on a chair at the party, took it home. Next day, it's just covered in shit. Mm. Covered in shit. It's ruined. Mm. Madness. Madness. Yeah. So, did you do the Elaine dance? Yes, I did. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> this was a 90s party that you were asking for ideas for the yes. um, costume. Yes, 90s. And somebody suggested Elaine from Seinfeld, which was a great idea. And I did, and I had most of the clothes in my wardrobe. Because mm-hmm. it's actually, I've got the pleated skirt. Mm-hmm. I've got brogues. Mm-hmm. I've got a blazer, mm-hmm. aforementioned blazer. Mm-hmm. Hair is out of control at the moment. So I did it, did it in the curly with the quiff. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the party and this woman said to me, oh, um, she said, your hair looks like um, Elaine from Seinfeld. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And she said, yeah, she said, because I was looking on Pinterest earlier and, um, yeah, it really looks like Elaine from Seinfeld. And I was like, that's, that's because I'm dressed as Elaine from Seinfeld. And she was like, oh, who does she think you and were? And she was like, oh, are you? She like, thought you were just, like, a member of staff. I don't know, Claire. <laughs> like, if you're at a 90s party and someone's got hair like Elaine from Seinfeld, mm. maybe she is meant, and she's wearing the outfit, 
Maybe she is Elaine from Seinfeld. Yeah. You should have just gone, get out! And I did do out. a lot of that. I was, <laughs> but it was really awkward because I was doing a lot of that. But then people, I was, and then people would look at me and I'd go, did you ever watch Seinfeld? They're like, no. <laughs> no. They're too young to no. watch Seinfeld. That's annoying. <laughs> All right, speaking of Seinfeld, let's mm. do some culture club. Culture club. Uh, we're not going to go back in time. No. Particularly. But we are going to talk about, well, kind of. Yeah. Um, I have written something down here. Oh, Nigella. I've been watching Nigella's show, which is sort of one. like going back in time because it's like it it's is. like wartime cooking. <laughs> it, it, she's doing it's called Cook, Eat, Repeat, and it's her new book and her new series, and you can watch the whole thing on ABC iView. Right, it's very soothing in the way mm. that Nigella is. Mm-hmm. But this particular s- series, you know how I talked about her Christmas one and how ridiculous yes. it was. Yes. This particular series um, is as ridiculous. And uh, this, so the, when the, she showed it in the UK, she was like, so she was talking about how, um, just pop it in the microweave, microweave. Oh, that's right. The microweave. And everyone was like, <laughs> is she for real? But I think she was taking the picture. Yeah, she right? would be. It'd be like people yeah. saying Tauje here. Yeah, yeah. microweave. And then last night, she was making fish finger curry. Whoa, that sounds so disgusting. And. It it was just the most weird thing, and she's just and she has filmed it in lockdown in the UK, and you know all the stuff that goes with it. Then she was making a banana peel curry. It's like she's lost her mind a little bit, but doesn't give a shit. Maybe she has. There's some very odd stuff going on. I'm actually going to make the fish finger curry because I just need to know. So it, is it like katsu kind of? Is she thinking that it's going to be like? Is it a Japanese curry? No, it it's Indian. Apparently, she got it from someone on Twitter, and it was like their version of sort of comfort, easy right. food. I don't know. I'm not. The, the jury's out in my yeah. Head. So uh-huh. it was a normal curry, like onions, ginger, garlic, um, and then you've got the the fish fingers, and you sort of mash them up, and then you mash mm, them through the curry. No, that is not nothing about that. Yeah. Right so everything me. she's done in this series in the UK, they just went nuts. Yeah. Like what? the fuck is she doing <laughs> no, so I do recommend you watch it because it's as ludicrous and as hilarious as anything she has ever done right and it's on ABC iView and it's just very easy and also just there's so much quivering mounds you know <laughs> sorry I'm sorry sorry everybody sorry you know that. all the you know yeah, all the yeah, innuendo yeah. yeah lots of gelatinous there's so much of, and so much wobbly and... wobbly things <laughs> Uh, she's just taking the piss out of us now. She really is, she and I be. quite love her for it. And she yeah. looks amazing. Yeah, you know, she's sixty-one. Yeah. Um, someone was telling me today actually that they worked with her when she was over here, um, and she. I mean, I know that you know she wears the burqa to go on the beach. She's like so paranoid about the sun, sun that she would go when she went out. She would have a wide-brimmed hat and an umbrella, and everything covered. Mm. But. She has got amazing skin. Mm. So, so it's working for it's her. It's working for her. She looks lunatic. Yeah. She's, in fact, very smart. Yeah. Um, have you made that... This is off-piste. Have you made that feta... No. Baked feta pasta? No, but I'm going to. Everyone at work has. Um, says it's great? Well, no, some people are great, some people not great. I'm like, just bowl, a, just bowl boil some pasta and put some feta on top. I don't understand... The point of it. You're baking your feta. Yeah, you bake your feta and then you mix it all in together and it's supposed to be Yeah, amazing. look, people... I, I make a, a feta and ginger pasta, which is oh, yes. really amazing, which is not... But you don't bake that either. No. But similarly... Everyone was saying, nice. I had to add a bit of this and I had to mm. add a bit of that, and it's like, well, it's just pasta, isn't it, that you make out of the fridge? I don't pasta. know. Pasta, it's also a lot of cheese. A lot of cheese, A lot of cheese. Speaking of cheese, yeah. you like reading Jane Fallon books and I don't. 
No. <laughs> so my friend was in lockdown and I said to her, you know, when you're so bored, I said, I like to read a Jane Fallon book because they're so easy and you can just sit there. I read one in a day on Saturday. It was raining. I just sat in bed and read a Jane Fallon book. I yeah. just thought, I'm not getting up today. Mm. And um, I said, why don't you read a Jane Fallon book? And she did it on Audible and she just loved it. She said it was perfect because Jane Fallon, who is Ricky Gervais's partner, I yes. think we have talked about her before. Yes, um, and she's just so good on female friendship. And what I really like about her, there's always a little twist in her stories. Um, and I like the way that she's really honest about how awful women can be. Because I think there's a lot of, you know, the sisterhood and everything. Yeah. And it doesn't acknowledge that women can just be just as vile as Assholes, men. Assholes, yeah. Assholes. So that's why I like Jane Fallon. However, you hate Jane Fallon. <laughs> no, I never said I hated her. Sorry, Jane, I don't hate you. I just never, I well, I've, I've only tried to read one, couldn't read it. Found it really yeah. middle class and annoying and couldn't read it. Having said that, it's not a genre I hate. Yeah. Because I love me, uh, you know, middle class woman talking about middle class yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason I wasn't getting it. Maybe it had it. been that I'd been reading a lot of very woke um, female writers of a certain age or something, because I'd been reading a lot of things that people had recommended. Like really good books? Yeah, like proper... Whereas Jane proper, Fallon is, is like... Um, it's a bodice ripper. It's like today... It's not a bodice ripper, but it's that kind I mean, of... it's not chick lit, but no. it's probably not far off yeah. chick lit. It's probably a bit so smarter maybe, than chick lit. Yes, maybe that's the yeah. problem. I love a bit of easy reading. Mm. I read an, a Louise Candlish book on holiday recently. Have you read her books? Mm-hmm. They're, they're perfect as well. It was really good. It was a really nonsense holiday read. Mm. It's a holiday... Jane, Jane Fallon's holiday See, I think read. that Marion Keys is about my limit of holiday reading. Yeah. But having said that... And also because I read a lot of Jilly Cooper when I was growing up. But nothing beats Jilly Cooper, darling. But I think... But maybe that's why I've just reached my limit. Maybe I've got... I've yeah. filled up that tank. Do you think if you went back and read, read Jilly Cooper now, it would be quite... so annoying. Quite annoying and... Um, I think it would be interesting to go back and reread Riders because... <laughs> Because of the sex. Because of the sex, but also because it was all set in Gloucester, and I wonder how much of it relates to Charles and Camilla. Yes, I think we've spoken and about that set. Before. Mm. Yes. Yes. Oh, sorry for repeating myself. No, please. What fine. have you been watching? Um, I have been watching Your Honour, which is on Stan, which yeah. is the Brian Cranston show, and yes. he plays a judge, and his son kills the son. This is not giving anything away because this happens in the first episode. Kills the son of a crime boss. By mistake. Ooh, okay. And then it's sort of how far will Brian Cranston's character go to cover this up, even though he is at the pinnacle of the justice system in New Orleans. And oh, I love New Orleans. Yes, beautiful, beautiful scenery in this in this show. He lives in the Garden District, just gorgeous. Um, but it's you know it's that sort of thing about you know how far do you go to protect your family when you are you are supposed to not. Mm. You know, you're not trying to. You shouldn't hide things because you're actually really important in the justice system. So it's very interesting. He's um, amazing, isn't he? He is amazing. He really is amazing. And because I, I was also watching another show that he was in, Sneaky so, Pete, Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Breaking Bad. Have you heard of it? Oh yeah. Um, he just seems to be in a lot lately, actually. All right. Well, let's do. Um, what gets my gosh? Um, we have two things. Yes. They're both about people talking. Yeah. <laughs> people, I wish people, people. would just S- Actually, just T-F-U. people. Shut the fuck up. Uh. 
Yeah. So um, my thing is people talking in the movies. Now, the other day I did mention this about the woman who got up to go to the toilet and went, oh, oh you yeah. went down the wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, her. She was drunk. So that was funny. Um, but people just talk in the movies, mm. don't they? They just, it's like they've forgotten. Are they talking about the movie? Yeah, often. Yeah. Or they'll say, or they'll break the spell because they'll go, oh, here's the guy he was that in, was in yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, that's like, me. All right. That's me. We're all in the room. I do that. You're not in your lounge room. I think, Claire, that what's happened is... People have forgotten how to behave. People have forgotten how to behave. And also, I just can't stand that everybody is around everywhere again. I cannot... I'm so out of practice with being around human beings mm. that I, I just find them unbearable. So I don't know if people have got worse or it's that we're out of practice. Well, I've always heard of people talking in the movies. Yeah. And I will always turn around and say, shush. Yeah. And sometimes I will actually say, can you just be quiet, please? Oh, like, what? I'll do that. Hello. Yeah. Hello, Maureen. <laughs> <laughs> My mother has done that in theatres, and you just die. You die, I know, you yeah. die a little inside. Yeah. You hate people talking as well, don't I you? I do. I hate this new thing that people have, where they've got their little ear pods in, mm. and they've got their mask on, mm. but they're having the conversation. Mm. But because they've got the mask on... It's all muffly. It's all muffly, but they're talking louder as well, mm, they think they on the bus. It. Oh, yeah. It's like, just STFU. <laughs> Ten minutes, shut up. <laughs> and it just, you know when you get on the bus at the end of the day and everyone's quiet and just like, ugh. And then you've got someone going... Because you can't hear it properly because yeah. of the mask. Mm. It just Would you rather be able to hear them talk about their day? No. I, just, about, I don't yeah. want any of it, Claire. <laughs> Sorry. I know, I don't like it either. But no. also I can't stand it when, like... We still have to wear masks in buses in Sydney. I know in different parts of the country there are different rules and different countries there are different rules. But in Sydney we have to um, wear them. Um, but then, so if someone talks to you, you can't read their lips. So it's really hard to mm. hear what they're saying. It's like it half of my hearing is is visual. Yeah. I'm sure that's probably scientific. Oh. Well, I'm not a science. A science I'm, not, I'm not a science. <laughs> I'm not a scientist either. Scientist. Scientists, though, yes. Um, there's something that a lot of people probably have wondered over the years. What is it? What's the difference, Lisa, mm. between brie and camembert? Well, Claire, I'm, I'm really glad you asked that. <laughs> well, I didn't ask it. You told me you were going to talk about it, but I think it's fascinating because yes. I've always wondered. If there was a taste test, right, yeah. and so it was in different, so just in little cubes, yeah. could you tell the difference between brie no. and camembert? I reckon you could, but I don't know. Wh- I don't know which one is which to start off with. Like, as in. Does the brie have a stronger flavour than camembert? Well, is that the thing that we're supposed to know? Well, I think let's take shape and size out of it. Yeah. Because you can automatically look at a piece of cheese and go, well, there's a camembert and there's a brie. Can right? you? Yes. Because well, the... camemberts are small. Right. Brie's can be really big and right. then you get the wedge. Yeah. You would never buy a wedge of camembert, would you? Oh, my God. This is like a light bulb moment for me. Yeah. No, okay, right. Yeah. Okay. In that case, so, carry on. Yeah. So camembert is a bit more solid Right. Isn't it? Whereas brie... Is runny. Is the runny could, one. Brie will go runny. Right. Camembert won't. Camembert... Well, it will eventually, whereas brie will go runny quicker. quicker. Right. Brie is made with cream, mm-hmm. so it's creamier. Mm. And then sometimes you get triple cream, don't mm-hmm. you, which is delicious. Mm-hmm. So camembert isn't made with cream? No. What's it made with? Milk. God, this is like, yeah. this is complete... Like, am I the most stupid person in the world? No. Oh. Um <laughs> Not about this. Anyway. Brie is a bit milder. Yeah. Camembert can be quite strong, can't it? Right. Especially if it is on the nose a bit. Yeah. Then it is really strong. Mm. Um, it's a bit more, according to this story I'm reading on The Kitchen, 
It's deeper, more earthy, and intense flavour and aroma. Now you say that, yeah, I could probably brie is milder. I reckon you could, and I also think the texture is very different, right? Because brie is softer and gooier, yeah. Whereas camembert is that structured, structured, structured. yeah. But they do have the same rind. I reckon. I reckon we could do a taste test, and you'd be fine. Gosh, the pressure would be on though. Yeah, interesting though, isn't it? Yeah, and why did you come up with this? Oh, I just saw a story about the difference between brie and camembert. I thought, it's, It is really important stuff. It's really important. It is important. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Mm. All right, let's do a big question. If that wasn't a big question, this is another big question. Okay, what is it? Okay, so, oh, see, look, I can't wear anything. I've got something on this skirt, mm. and it's gold. It's not even white. Um, I wrote some stories for the Daily Telegraph newspaper for, uh, like, a section of the paper. Yeah. And then it came out, and one of the stories that my name was on, I didn't write. Oh, <laughs> did you get paid for it? <laughs> no, yes, but it's not. It was just. It was just because they changed the yeah. story at the last minute and Stuck left my name on it. Right. Anyway, not a problem because it wasn't mm. like I wasn't saying I'm a Nazi. Problem for the person who um, who, who, who wrote the story. It, probably, yeah. But also. Um, it wasn't like a story about anything that was um, newsworthy yeah. that was going to m- mean that I was going to win the Nobel Prize and they yeah. missed out or anything like that. It was about pets. Oh. Anyway, point being that a friend of mine on Facebook reached out and said, congratulations on the lovely story you wrote, and I hadn't written it. So I, rather than not, rather than saying anything, I just did a like. <laughs> so you didn't fess up? No. So what's um, the big question? Would you tell someone if they congratulated you for a story that you hadn't written? Yes. <laughs> I would go, thanks. Unfortunately, I didn't write it. <laughs> so you've just taken that praise. <laughs> what was the story about? It was about pets. Well, what about pets? I can't remember. It was like, I didn't even, well, I didn't really read it because I didn't write it. I only write, I only read things I've written myself. I'm like Elle McPherson. Why um, didn't you just say thanks? But Because was... I just thought it was, it, may, it was me pointing out an error. Right. You know, I didn't want to point out their error. Mm. Um, I will, of course, now go back mm. and say I didn't actually write it. Mm. And also because I had written, I have written some pet stories for the um, yeah. aforementioned. But I just thought it was funny. It wasn't. It wasn't because I wanted to take credit for it. It was just because I didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's going straight in the portfolio. <laughs> I, of course, was the legendary writer of such great stories as this one about pets. Yeah. Um, yes. Well, actually, I just I do like to take credit for things I haven't done. Oh, good. Just anything I need to know about? <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you, am I? Snack attack. Snack attack, snack attack, snack Um, I bought something very delicious along today. You did. It is the Golden Gay Time popcorn. Yeah, it's... Now, I love a Golden Gay Time. It's one of my favourite ice cream treats. Yeah. I don't like ice cream much. Yeah. But if I go to the beach, I will have a Gay Time. I'm sure you will. <laughs> And they've now come out with not only popcorn but also Easter eggs. But these, it's, I didn't buy those. This no. is the popcorn. The popcorn is friggin' delicious. It is delicious. However, mm. small issue. I had the bag in the cupboard, mm. hiding it, so I stopped myself from eating it. Yeah. So that I could bring it here today, Lisa, to share Thank it you. with you. Thanking you. And my husband saw it, took a photo of it, mm. sent me the photo saying, "You eat some shit." Mm. And I was like, do you actually listen to the podcast? Mm. And he said, no. Nah. No. Nah. Like, there you are. So he doesn't even know doesn't about Snack Attack? doesn't know about Snack Attack. doesn't know about Snack Attack, no. Claire. And I was like, I did a little hashtag Snack Attack. Yeah. 
Didn't even respond. Didn't even doesn't understand. Know. Doesn't even know what the hash, what snack attack is. So if I was to see Lee and go snack attack, snack attack, snack attack, <laughs> he wouldn't know. No, he wouldn't know. Lee, um, I'm disappointed. He's so not down with the kids. He's not down um, with the kids. We haven't done that for a while. No, we should do that. We'll do yeah. that soon. But anyway, these, I can do one right now if you want. Well, hang on. Let me oh. finish the story about oh, right. the. Delicious popcorn. And um, you have two flavours. There's one yeah. chocolate and one that's just normal gay time flavour. Really, really, really delicious popcorn with chocolate on. And um, it's a bit like lolly gobble bliss bombs, which are something that we've never heard of here. No nuts and everything. It's just chocolate and it's very sweet. And it's very sweet. Biscuit. I don't know how much of it I could eat. No, but you don't have to eat much of it. No. Biscuit, that is the... So the, the outside of a golden gay time is that biscuity, crunchy stuff yes. that's in there too. Yes. It is really delicious. It it's is. It's a good treat. Good adult treat. Yes. And for children too, although I wouldn't recommend your children will be bouncing off the walls. They will. <laughs> it's quite sweet, but it is. they are really good. Yes. What's your down with the kids then? Down with the kids. Do you know what... TLDR means? Yes. Oh. Too long didn't read. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Could have t- you could have told me. <laughs> Great. Well, that's all I think, is it? Oh, Nothing about you sleeping. Oh, my God. The whole point of this whole episode. Yeah. See, I need some sleep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about some sleep things now. Mm-hmm. Now, this is very important because I never sleep. I haven't been sleeping very well lately. Oh, no. saying that. So there's two stories, right? That explains you stealing um, stories. Other people. So humans need seven kinds of rest, and you're not probably not getting all of them. Says this one doctor. So this is one story. So not only do you need physical rest, so you need to be in bed mm. and you know actually give your body time to heal and rest, etc. You need mental rest. So you need to schedule breaks every two hours throughout your day so that you can uh, slow down and not have to think all the time, mm. so your brain can have a moment. You need sensory rest, so um, close your eyes, give yourself the gift of silence. That's nice, isn't it? it right Don't now. do it right now. Oh, oh, you can. No, you can. Creative rest, so pause and take. Um, so, if you're thinking all the time about how to be more creative and have new ideas and things like that, just have a moment where you're not thinking about how to do the next thing. Mm. Just give yourself a moment. Some of these things are all probably all fall into the same category. Emotional rest. Oh, yeah. Very important. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't feel okay, say you don't feel okay yeah. and that you need some space. Social rest. People yes. drain you. Yes. Um, so you're going to need some emotional rest. So you need to be um, energised by some people and other, other people drain you so that you need to get away from them. And spiritual rest. Oh, what's that then? So, you know, you need to feel connected to something larger than yourself. Mm. Like that bag of golden <laughs> popcorn. Um, so, you know, just try and find out the kind of rest that you need. But then there's also this other story about sleep hacks. Yeah, it was a good story. Very interesting story mm. for people who can't sleep. I will try and post this. It is behind a paywall, though, so oh, no. it, it's quite annoying. But... Where it was in the Telegraph, was it? Yeah. UK Telegraph. Yeah. So um, they're saying you need to have a sleep date night with yourself. Mm. So a midweek catch-up night. Rather than having a big sleep in on the weekends, yep. just take an extra half an hour, put new sheets on the bed... You know, make it all nice. Have yeah. a good pillow, they say. Oh, it's yes. crucial. Got a new pillow the other day. Very Life changing. And just go to sleep. Have six to seven hours plus an extra 30 minutes, which is the treat. Mm. Also, your bedroom should be 18 degrees Celsius. Oh, it's really? Room 18? Temperature. Yeah. Well, that's quite cold. Mm, lovely. Oh, lovely. I'd love it to be that cold all the time. But they say what you should they do say. first, the people in this yeah. story, you should have a bath. 
a hot bath mm. um, means that you get 10% more of the kind of deep sleep mm. that you need. Will a shower work? No, you need, to, no. you need to be in the bath so okay. that you're drawing circulating blood to the surface of the skin so that it allows your core temperature to drop a few degrees, which is perfect for replicating your body's pre-sleep adaptations. Mm. I don't know what that means. Then they give you a breathing trick, which I won't go into here because it's yeah. too hard. Did you know that if you fall asleep in front of the TV, it can make you gain weight, Lisa? I read that. You know why? Why? Because it affects your metabolism because you need the melatonin levels to mm. be um, regulated. So if you have less melatonin, you get less deep sleep, which means less efficient digestion. Right. So if you fall asleep in front of the TV with the light on mm. or the TV on... We're well, all messed up. You don't get the right... The no. light is too much for your body. You should have a snooze of 15 minutes. No, to, up to 25 minutes, but not... Snooze or a, sn- or a nap? A little nap. Oh, yes. So if you feel tired, Power have a nap, but yeah. you can only have up to 25 minutes. If you go yeah. any longer than that, you're missing too tired and your body thinks that you're on holiday or in New York. Yeah. Oh, imagine. Um, you shouldn't press the snooze button at no, all. That and was in the, fact... That was the best one for me. Do you press the snooze button? I'm a terrible snooze button. Are you? Yeah. Apparently, um, yeah. you do your body harm because if you go back to sleep, then your body thinks it's going to into another deep sleep and so then it... You get really groggy. It was very interesting, that and one. And apparently Apple was urged to scrap the snooze button mm. option from its iPhones from a wellness company called Eve Sleep who said that it was having detrimental effects on the nation's health. But do you know what? I mean, do you remember clock radios mm. and you just keep hitting it mm. and then it would and it'd come back on? Mm-hmm. So you can't really blame Apple for that. No, no, but I think they were saying this would do much better if you didn't mm. have them. And um, get up... 15 minutes before your alarm goes off rather than try and sleep. Well, as in, if you wake up, don't try and sleep yeah. until your alarm goes off. I would snooze at least once or twice. I know, yeah. I did minutes. this morning, actually. Mm. Um, also, the quarter hour rule, which I think is a very good one. So, you know, when you're lying there and you're like, oh, if I go to sleep now, I'll still get six hours of sleep. Mm. Oh, if I go to sleep now, I'll still get five and a half hours. But you can't sleep. Mm. If you do that for 15 minutes, you need to get up, go and do oh. something else. If you haven't been able to sleep for 15 minutes, get up, read a book. But yeah. not in bed, and then come yeah. back to bed. Okay. Isn't that interesting? Well, that's enough to send and me also, off to sleep. Don't, uh, sorry, I am quite boring. Don't um, be obsessed about getting to sleep. Like, mm. don't think about all the things that you can do to make yourself go to sleep because mm. you're just gonna, it's going to worry Drive you too much mad. that you haven't. Yeah. Anyway, it's a good story. Yeah. I have made it sound the most boring story alive. But then maybe uh, you use that to get to sleep. So I was going to say, you could listen to Claire. Som- somnificent. Is that the <laughs> right if, word? If you can't sleep, listen to Claire <laughs> Talk about talking sleep. about that sleep story. <laughs> and send you <laughs> and you'll be off in minutes. <laughs> How rude. That's our public service to you. I, I, look, honestly, if I won't oh. do it. There's nothing I won't do for you, <laughs> listeners. Nothing I won't do. All right, well, we'll see you next week more fabulousness more fun and games and indeed some more boring stuff probably I can't promise everything will be entertaining right goodbye goodbye I'll see you in the PDA which is our Facebook group oh yeah see you over there yeah I'll still be bothered (laughs) bye okay bye